You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Well, folks, fake outrage alert, fake outrage alert. I was watching the was television and Twitter and some news uh, places, and they were all outraged by, uh, by the fact that Malia Obama, the Obama's oldest daughter, was out and about in Hollywood and some people took pictures of her and the White House or Michelle Obama, whatever, had them scrub the pictures. They didn't want people taking pictures. And there were a whole bunch of people on Twitter. Oh, Emperor Obama has, oh my, oh, King Obama. And I was watching one of these new, these celebrity news things. And they go, oh, what is he, a king or something? What is he, a king or something? And on one of the shows, one of the guys looking at Malia Obama's pictures was like, man, she's hot. Right there, there's the problem. First of all, 16-year-olds aren't hot. They're 16-year-olds. Calm down, loser. But here's the other thing. Why are you following around somebody's 16-year-old daughter and taking pictures of her? Yes, I know. Her parents are famous. Yes, I know. She was in Hollywood. Yeah, well, she was at a Hollywood eatery that was well-known to have paparazzi there. And she... So? So what? Let me ask you a question. Do you take a picture of every person that goes inside of the restaurant that the paparazzi hang outside of? No, you don't. Because you look, take the pictures and you pick and choose whose pictures to show. You know, you use your discretion, which means you have the, you make a choice who to show and who not to show. And I personally would make a choice not to show somebody's 16 year old daughter. You see, she's not famous. She's famous because we know who she is, but she's not in office. She's not doing a movie or doing a TV program. She's not doing any of that. No, she's doing she's interning and then she's eating at an establishment in Hollywood because she works as an intern or worked as an intern on someone's show. And after shows, that's what you do. You go to places like that. Doesn't mean you got to show the pictures. And every time, and I turned on Twitter, and all I saw was these jackasses saying things. Oh yeah, well, see, this is the outrage of America because they do this. See, they, I knew it. They're trying to ruin the country, but really, why are you so angry that a parent didn't want someone taking pictures of their sixteen-year-old? You you protect your kids. That's what you do. Whatever is your ability to protect your kids, you use them. Use all of that. You maximize your opportunities to protect your children. First of all, you have to think in terms of safety. This is the first one of the first do- the daughters. This is the daughter of the president and the, and, the, and the first lady. They don't necessarily need you locating them and making it easier for people to find out where they are. How about that? You know, this is the daughter of the president that gets the most death threats in the history of the ter- of the office. Okay, so maybe just maybe he doesn't necessarily want you pinpointing where his daughter is or pinpointing the area or making it easier to find his daughter. Sorry, he's a parent. And I think all parents should protect their children to the best of their abilities. I know I don't have any children, but I would protect my, my kids when they happen at the best of my abilities. I protect my young relatives to the best of my abilities. I remember I had some of my young relatives over the house. They were young, they were lovely young, 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 young ladies. And of course, if you're a lovely young lady and it's summertime, you're going to wear something that's, that's, you know, that's comfortable for you. And if you're, if you're in good shape or whatever, and people think you look nice, or whatever, you're going to, you're going to show off a little bit. Not a problem. No big deal. 
So she walks out of the house, and I'm like, who, 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 who? what are you doing? I'm like, come on. You know, and then she was wearing something that was a little bit, you know, a little bit too, you know, come on. So she, she you know, she adjusted her outfit. I'm like, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to be a, a, a bit of an idiot here, but come on now, come on. She's like, you're right, you're right. And then she leaves. Of course, she readjusted back the way it was, and I knew she was going to do that, but I just wanted to make the point. Now, as she walks down the street, some dudes who are across the street on a car start yelling stuff. Yo, I'm not going to say what they said, but I know that it stopped. I was about to turn back into the house and stopped me and I spun around and they were saying some stuff and she's ignoring them. And I walk down the steps, I walk across the street and I walk up to the loudest one of the three. And I say, yo, do you know who I am? Yeah. 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 How you doing, Mr. Thomas? Yeah. 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 You see that girl right there? Yeah. That's my, that's my, and I mentioned what my relation to the person was. You understand? So what made you think it was appropriate to say something like that to a young lady? Well, I said, nah, this, this is not your time to talk. This is your time to listen, kid. I want you to understand something. See that house right there? That's my house. I have a lot of young relatives, and a lot of them are female relatives. They come over and they come to my house because I'm the house that's in between everybody. So I'm kind of the stopping ground. I'm kind of the holdover station. So you're going to see a lot of young ladies coming in and out of the house. I want you to know they're all related to me. All my family. And I want you to know something. You're never going to talk to any of them like that again. You understand what I'm saying? You are never going to talk to any of them like that again. Because I'm talking to you nice right now. I'm being very eloquent right now. If you ever talk to anybody, any lady that comes out of my house like that again, I'm going to come see you. And there won't be any eloquence next time. Okay, uh, it's not that serious. It is that serious because I said it's that serious. Show some damn respect. Second, Here's another way you can show some respect. Get your little nasty asses off this lady's car. Your house is over there. You got chairs on the porch. Take your punk asses over there and get off Miss Johnson's car. Uh, okay, okay. Now get the hell out of here. And they left and I went in the house. Now, I could have not said anything. I mean, it's not like they got off the car and ran after her. They were just yelling stuff. I didn't like it. I didn't like. I didn't think she was being treated with respect, and I, and I could have just slapped the crap out of these kids. But I didn't. Well, they weren't kids; they were adults. But they would have gotten their asses whipped. But I didn't want to do that. But I couldn't allow them to keep saying that kind of crap because if if they saw me on the porch and they saw her walking out and I and they saw me see them say stuff like that, they're gonna think I'm okay with it, or at the very least, there's gonna be no consequences. So I shut that down immediately. That was the first time any of those guys ever said something like that to somebody from my house at all. And I went up and I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. You talk to a relative, a female like that, especially a relative, a female relative of mine like that, there's going to be a problem. I'm going to cut. There's going to be a serious problem. I shut it right down. You know, and that was me in my early 20s. It happened when I was uh, maybe uh, 19 years old. My sister, who's three years younger than me, so she was 16. She's walking down, you know, she's got like biker shorts or something, but I'm her brother. What the hell? I'm not even paying attention. I stopped to tie my shoes and some dudes on the porch, he comes down and he starts walking towards her. And I just stepped in front of him. I'm like, excuse me. What's up, man? That's my sister, bro. Oh, I said, now you've got a choice. You can either take your ass back up on the porch or go about your business. Or I can twist your neck or I can twist your head off your neck right now because you're disrespecting my sister, bro. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have said anything if you didn't come off the porch to walking towards her. That ain't going to happen. She's 16, bro. 16. You need to step while you can. Now, I was a little more aggressive at 19 than I was in my early 20s. <laughs> As you can tell by the, <laughs> the conversation style. You know? 
And he was like, oh, because he was serious. I was serious. I was going to, I would have, at that point, at that age, and at the fact, at that time I was, you know, sparring a lot, he would have gotten his ass whooped. So he walks back up on the porch. But that was essentially the same thing. You shut it down immediately. You don't allow that. Now, as a grown man now, I've been in a similar situation and something like that happened. A different group of kids, different relative. And I just looked at the window. Yo, dude, come on. They'd be like, sorry, man. Say, all right, just come on, chill. Show some respect, all right? All right, and that was it. I didn't have to come out the house. But either way, in any situation, I shut it down immediately. And that's what you do. Because if they take these pictures, going back to the president's daughter, if they take these pictures now, and now they're following her around, and they're taking pictures of her, uh, trying to hang out with some friends as a 16-year-old kid, and nobody says anything, then what happens? Bang. The next time she goes somewhere, now they're following her around at the beach, and now there's bikini photos. Bang. And then she's doing, and then they're following her around here, and then they're following her around there. you got to shut it down now. Because if you don't, it doesn't do anything but escalate. Now, to the people who were getting upset because the president and the first lady used their powers to protect their daughter, uh, fuck you. You would do the same thing. If you had the, any, whatever was in your power to protect your child, you would do that. Don't lie. Because every time I, I, I read the tweets, oh, Emperor Obama, oh, this is an outrage, when you wouldn't actually go to their Twitter page and read their timeline, every time they mentioned the president, it was always some kind of outrageous, stupid talking point. He's Kenyan, his birth certificate, all this over-the-top anti-Obama stuff. So we know what your agenda is. Any any opportunity to say something negative about the guy, you're going to use it, even if it's at the expense of his kid. So those people should be ashamed of themselves. Now, I don't feel like a hypocrite in this because, like, I, like as you probably have read, if you read my tweets and if you know anything about me, you know I'm not a right-wing guy at all. I have nothing against uh, people being conservative or anything like that, but just the nutcases and the extremists. I got a problem with them. They need to calm down. But when George W. Bush's daughters were having their problems and people were following them around bars and snapping shots at them, you know what I said? I don't like the president, but they're not the president. They're the president's daughters. If they got drunk in a bar, guess what? Name me a 20-year-old that had money, that has that has some kind of prestige, that has some kind of clout, that hasn't gotten drunk and acted like a jackass. Name me any 20-year-old that hasn't done that. It's going to be a small number. They're acting like young people with power and money act. The same way any other 20-year-old, even if you don't have any money or power, you're just a 20-year-old person. When I was 20 years old, you think I didn't do dumb crap? If my parents, believe me, when I was 20, <laughs> My parents were famous and they followed my ass around. Oh, good Lord. Ooh, that would not have been good. Ooh, I didn't do any drugs or anything like that. But if I was, uh, it was a whole lot of shaking going on. If you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it was, I'm not going to say what I did a lot of back then, but it rhymes with ducking. You understand what I'm saying? It rhymes with mexual mentor course. If you understand what I'm saying? I put my penis in a lot of women's vaginas. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, back then. <laughs> that's what it was. You're 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. You're at a comedy club. You, you People are laughing their asses off. You're cute. You're funny. You're really? Boom, 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 boom. Come on. So that's what happens when you're young. But you don't need somebody following your ass around. Because I wouldn't have been famous. My parents, if this was true, would have been famous. I'm just a dude trying to live being, being a 20-year-old. That's what I would have been. So when I see these people get outraged because the president of the United States... Did I mention he was the most threatened president ever? You know, did I mention that? And the fact that if he's the most thre threatened president ever, that means that, of course, there's a heightened level of security that needs to be available for his daughter and his wife and people close to him. Maybe that maybe they don't want 
you know, people knowing where they are and the places they frequent in the general area that they're in. Maybe, maybe, I'm just saying, maybe you might want to take that in consideration. It always annoys me when people in the press say things along the lines of, yeah, well, you're in the public eye, man. And because you're in the public eye, what that means is you have signed on, man, to, to this kind of lifestyle. And you, you, No, you didn't. You, you don't sign on to that type of lifestyle. No, what that means, it means nothing. It's dumb to say that. The only people that say that are the people that want to make money off the pictures. If anything, you should want to have personal information over the people that actually have direct contact with you. You know, you don't know Kim Kardashian personally. You don't know the Obamas personally. You don't know any any celebrity personally. You just see their stuff on TV or the movies or the radio or the Internet. You don't know them. They have no effect in your life. You have to go and get their stuff. And even the president has some effect on your life, but not the kind of effect the plumber does. The plumber's in your house or your doctor. Your doctor's in your ass. Your doctor is the one that goes up in your ass, sticks needles in you, knows all your personal secrets, has played, sees you naked and pokes and sticks and licking and all that stuff. That person you should know everything about. You think you should follow your doctor's daughter around? I mean, if she's a wacky child and crazy, maybe that means she's a bad parent. If he's a bad parent, maybe he's a bad doctor. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you have a plumber that comes to your house. This guy is in your house all the time. He's fixing your pipes. He's costing you. He's charging you a lot of money. Wait a minute. If he's not trustworthy as a parent, maybe he's not trustworthy as a plumber. Maybe you should follow his children around and see what kind of things that they do. Now, that sounds dumb, doesn't it? Of course it does. Because it is dumb. Nobody owes you shit. They owe you to do the best job they can do and to be ethical. But what happens with their children has nothing to do with you. Now... If you're the president of the United States and your child steals Air Force One and starts flying it around, yeah, we might need to know about that. If you're the if you're a president's kid and you're selling and you 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 you're running around with nuclear codes, going, hey everybody, let's party! And while we're here, look at his suitcase with nuclear codes in it. That we might want to know. But your daughter goes out to eat with some friends because she interned on a Hollywood set, and you don't want guys taking pictures of her ass and her breasts. Because she's wearing a, 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 an outfit. I don't even know what the outfit looked like. I don't know. Probably just some, whatever a 16-year-old girl who's in shape and looks cute is wearing. But maybe you don't want that picture shown. Because you know what people are going to do with it. Come on, jerk-offs. She'll be 18 in whatever, what, two years? You know? You want to take pictures of her walking down the street, drinking a cup of coffee? Wait two years from now. Okay? So let's cut the crap. I know you're upset. If you don't like the president, you're upset because he scrubbed the pictures. I can't believe it. Shut up. If you're a parent and you have an opportunity to keep jackasses away from your kid, you would do whatever you had to do. Just like I would do whatever I had to do to keep jackasses away from my kids when I have kids. Trust me, I'll use every bit of power I have at that time to protect my children. And if the reason that you're upset about him protecting his child and scrubbing the pictures or whatever the hell you want to call it, if you're upset with that because you don't like the president, go fuck yourself. Because you know it's an agenda that had nothing to do with the kid. You're just using the kid as a weapon. And you should be ashamed of yourself. That's all I got to say. Okay, you bastards. Let's talk about something interesting here. <laughs> I went to the doctor. Had my exam. Everything's cool. I'm in great health. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. But let's talk about what happened in the waiting room. If you sit in the waiting room long enough, and I'm one of those people that likes to get to the doctor's office early, hoping that some other chump decides not to show up so I can move up a spot and get the hell out of there earlier than I wanted to. 
But the thing is, when you sit in the doctor's office, a lot of times in the waiting room, the, the, the waiting room is designed for everybody to congregate in one place. So you'll have people in there like me who are basically just going in because they're scheduled to go in and there's nothing really wrong with you, you know. And then there's people that have stuff really wrong with them and also people that come in for walk-ins and things of that nature. And you don't know who's who, you know. People want to shake your hand and you're going, hey, 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 uh, yeah, my, my hand's broken. I, I just saw you using your hand. Yeah, I just broke it. Just back the hell up, okay? You move over there, disease fest, you know. See, so put people coming in with masks on. Hey, can you tell me what time it is? Yeah, it's time for you to walk in that direction, okay? You can back up off me. You see an attractive woman, and you go, oh, man, she's cute. I hold it a second. You know, you don't know what the hell she's doing in there. She could have quadruple, you could have hepatitis X, you know, some new thing that just came out that no one knows about yet. She could spontaneously combust when you kiss her, and then you'll, no, I don't know what you're in there for. And then you sit there, and you see there's always one person that walks in there, and they, they just, it's, it's one of those things where you're going, you look at them and you know everything's wrong with them. They're walking funny, they're coughing, you know, they're shaking, there's like mucus falling out of places in their face, not just their nose, their mouth, I mean, this mucus coming out the back of their damn head, you know what I'm saying? And you, 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 everybody in the room kind of lean, you actually see 50 people in the waiting room all spontaneously lean to the right to move themselves, maybe, maybe the germs from this person will stop an inch away from your face and fall to the ground and you can step on them when you're walking out. You don't know what the hell's going on there, but you're looking at this guy and everybody's trying, everybody's trying to sneak a peek at the guy. You know, but you don't want to look right at him, you know, and you hope that there's not some kid that comes in. Mommy, why is that guy so such a huge, disgusting mess? You, you, you know, you actually kind of hope that kid does show up so everyone else can go. Yeah, now that the kid said it, what the hell is wrong with you, man? So obviously the doctors from the different areas, they come in and the, the, the uh, nurse practitioner or whatever will come out and call the persons by name. And then they'll call them and, you know, and... <laughs> And everybody's kind of looking and waiting for them to call this person then because they're going, I, I, because I, we all know that some doctors have specific specialties. You know, you'll see a, a doctor that primarily does sexually transmitted diseases and everybody know who that, who that doctor is. I, of course, don't because, <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I've never had a disease and I ain't getting one just to let you know. But, um, so, so, so everybody's getting called, you know, and, you know. You know, the girl that I was kind of looking at, she gets up and the doctor calls her and she's looking at me and I'm looking at her, you know, and I went and I'm sitting there going, okay, you look delicious. Your ass looks like it tastes good and all that. And the, the thighs look yummy and all the taste good thighs and the boobs look good and the belly look like it tastes good. And yeah. And I'm looking at her and she walks in and I want it. And my thing is, don't be smiling at me. Don't smile at me yet. You, If you are smiling when you come out from the doctor's office, then we'll talk. But if you are, you walked in looking too damn concerned. You know, now if you're walking into the doctor's office, you generally look healthy, but you're walking in looking and looking concerned. I have to be concerned because you want to know whether or not you got something. And you look, you're going in there with a look on your face as if you're one. You're saying, basically, I really need to find out the results of this test. I'm kind of scared and I want to know what the hell that is. You better be looking happy when you come out. You better be singing that song from Happy by Pharrell or something. And then you better come out like that with the doctor high five and the doctor on the way out because if i don't see that don't even don't mm -mm. so finally the guy that has the that's a gigantic mess gets called and you know what's funny is everybody tends, tends to do this the doctor comes out to take you back and 
people immediately begin complaining about what they came specifically for. Uh, to the doc- doctor, this elbow right here, man. They're not even in the exam room. He's over. Oh, my elbow, man. Oh, my, you know, my stomach is really hurting. Oh, my head, my back, my this. I have a cold, doc. And we really got it. They, so basically, everybody is telling you as they walk into the room what they're there for, except for the hot lady who I really wanted to know what she was here for. I hope she was here for the same reason I was here. Just a bull crap checkup because there's nothing really wrong with you, but you got to go because it's scheduled. I'm hoping that's what her thing is. She kept smiling at me. You know, so that's what you're hoping. When she didn't say anything, which kind of, you know, I was like, oh, damn it. Hoping she was going to go, oh, that's nothing wrong with me, doc. At least you don't say that, but she didn't, whatever. So finally, the doctor comes out and uh, that disease man gets up and he stands up and now he's, he's got, he's just shaking something, stuff, stuff is shaking. He's coughing. You can hear stuff rattling around in his chest. Mucus is flying, flying out of stuff. You know, a fly actually was flying towards him, took a look at him, went, oh, no, turned around and left, you know. And uh, so we're going, okay, what's the deal with this guy? And just like everybody else who complains about the specific thing that they came in, you figure he's going to complain about some of the things we can see that's wrong with him. Doc, I got mucus flying out of my eyeballs, my ears, my face, my nose, and there's six holes in my head. My arm is attached by crazy glue. And you expect him to start off with at least something. You don't expect him to go through the catalog of things that are wrong with him because there's too many damn things wrong with this guy. But you're hoping he at least will say that. At least you're expecting him to say that. Not necessarily hoping, but expecting. So all these things are wrong with this cat. Guy walks in talking about, you know, I'm, I've been having headaches lately. What? Headaches? Dude, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I'm looking at you from 15 feet away, and I can rattle off 16 things wrong with your ass that you should not be worrying about. I mean, that you, rather, that you should be worrying about, and a headache is not one of those damn things. You shouldn't even be thinking about a headache. You should be happy if you go home after six months of surgery and rehab with just a headache. There's way too many things wrong with you for you to be even mentioning headache. That's like getting shot and going, hey, I got a hangnail. No, Jack, talk about the bullet in your ass. And those 16 things that I see wrong with you are the bullet in your ass. Leave the hangnail alone. You can fix that by going to Rite Aid and buying it. Or you can go to the dollar store and get a friggin' nail clipper to fix the hangnail. And I'm just speaking that way. Don't talk about the one thing that nobody cares about. Talk about the stuff that made us all, every people, the other 49 or 50 people in the room, lean to the right to stay away from your disease fast ass. Ask the doctor about that. Even the doctor was looking at him like, really? That's what you're worrying about? He didn't say it, but his face said it. His face, his face literally jumped off of his head and went, really? Serious, bro? And then jumped back onto the doctor. Okay, that didn't happen, but you get the point. And that's the funny thing about it. Some people think the doctor... Now, granted, technically, doctors are people mechanics. You know, they take you in, they put you up on the rack, they stick their hand in there, and they fix things, take this out, put this in, fit. Okay, are you going to need a new one of these? Okay, we're going to have to oil this up. We're going to have to insert this. You need this, that. Okay, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to rotate the tires, this, that. That's what doctors are, people mechanics. But that's where the similarities stop. You can't treat them like they're mechanics. You can't treat yourself like a vehicle. You got to be serious about what you, when you're going in with the doctor, damn it. That's what you got to do. You know, you go to a, you know, you go to uh, a mechanic and you go in for one thing and you go, yeah, could you uh, rotate the ties and change the oil? Sure. And then when you come back, all of a sudden, this fool's talking about how you need the, the struts in the back of your car replaced. 
And you're going, well, that's got to be an expense. How much does it cost to replace the struts in the back of my car? Oh, that's going to cost about $1,100. Oh, do I need that done now? No, but, but be, we recommend that you get it done. And you're going, yeah, uh, how about this? How about I just don't put things in the trunk? It's only, it's only me. If the struts go a little bad, that's cool. I don't put a lot of stuff in the trunk anyway. I'll fix the tr that crap later on. I don't feel like putting $1,100 out right now. Just You just worry about the damn rotating the tires and the oil. So you can do that at the mechanics because the struts, they're going to go bad, but you can still drive the car. You can still drive the car for a while. Eventually, you're going to have to get it done, but you don't have to get it done this moment. You might not have to get it done till next year. You might not have to get it done at all. You may just get a new car and let the next sucker who buys the car after you junk it worry about it. But you can't do that at the doctor. You can't walk in with 85 problems like that jackass did and start talking about, I got a headache, doctor. You're lucky your head is still on. I'm surprised it is. With so much fluid flying out your damn head, I'm surprised it didn't cave in on itself. You know, you can't go in the dock. Listen, I know I have this problem, but you just worry about the hangnail. No, no. Excuse me, Mr. Johnson. No, we just want to let you know that you need open heart surgery. <laughs> I know that's going to cost a lot of money. I don't have them. I don't have the kind of money. I don't want my insurance premiums to go up. You know what? Um, I don't have time to wait for you to go find a heart or anything like that. I can probably live three more months. That'll give me enough time to put a little money together. Do me a favor. Could you just fix the broken arm, please? Um, did I mention that you need open heart surgery? I understand that, but I have a broken arm. It's a fractured arm, and you really just need rest and to, and to not use it. Okay, well, how much is that going to cost? That much? Okay, I can cover that. And how much does the open heart surgery cost? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll just, uh, you know, sit down and not, not move a lot. And then the heart don't have to do as much work if I don't exert myself. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to say no to the open heart surgery. You just work on the fracture. Give me one of those things, the little sling that I can hold my arm in. And I'm just going to lay down forever. And that way the heart will get less work while I lay down. Sir, um, if you don't get this open heart surgery... When you lay down, you're going to stay down. Yeah, but I, I I, really just came in for the fracture. I don't know why you're trying to jack up the prices by talking about my congenital heart defect. I really don't. Personally, I'm going to have to call the, the, the people and have talk, tell them on you that you're trying to jack up the prices by looking for problems. You understand? You're looking for problems, and now you're trying to get me to pay for open heart surgery when I just came in for a fracture. You're just like my mechanic, and I'm telling I want to call the local news station and tell them that you're trying to jack up prices by finding deathly, deadly problems with people when they only come in for little stuff. <laughs> it was really weird. And I'll be honest with you, this is just such a, it's such a weird thing. And I went into the doctors, you know, for my little checkup. You know, she did the finger in the butt. I don't even know if it was necessary because I saw my PSA numbers. My PSA numbers are textbook. They mean I have a healthy prostate. Everything's good. Blood work, blood works good. This good, that good. But she still put her finger, you know, in the buttocks. I don't even understand that, you know. I mean, I know she's divorced. I get it. And she's an attractive young lady. I, I get that. I, I understand it. But really, did you really? I mean, I'm sitting on doc. Do you really have to do the prostate thing? I mean, the PSA numbers said that, that the prostate's fine. I mean, I don't understand why you did that, you know. And I don't really think, you know, and in, 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 in I've had prostate exams before where my normal doctor was here, who was on vacation, and you're taking a place. I'm trying to figure out, shh, my other doctor never slapped my ass and said yum while she was giving me a prostate exam, and uh, she never licked my back. What is, is this? Is this some kind of new technique that, that's going on here, you know? And prostate exams normally don't take 47 minutes, uh, yeah, and um, no, I'm not going to honor your request to return the favor. First of all, you're a woman. Second of all, 
well, women don't have prostates. And third of all, when you said don't use your hands, I suggest you use something else. I'm going to have to let you know that I'm not going to do that. That's just wrong. <laughs> Are you recording this? Because I really would like to do that if you're not recording this because you get get a nice ass. <clears throat> anyway, so I, so we finished the exam and everything's good. I go back out to the waiting room, you know, and uh, reschedule my uh, operation. And then I see sweetie, sweetie bop, the pretty girl, come back out of the uh, doc- the doctor's office and she ain't smiling. She started smiling at me. Who knew? No, no. You saw the World Cup and the, the American goalie who, even though he lost the game, he had the, the record for most blocked, uh, you know, for most blocked shots. I got news for you. I blocked her shot real good. She took a whole bunch of smiles. Her smiles were shots at me to get my attention. I blocked that smile. Bow! Not, nope, not going to. Hey, miss, she's tried to smile at this Anthony Thomas to get his attention so she could date him. She shot a smile right at the goal, but he blocks it. He blocks it because he saw her come out of the sexually transmitted disease place with a frown on her face. He doesn't want any part of that. She smiles again. She's going to, tr- oh, she's taking another shot him she knows he saw she caught him looking at her beautiful bottom she bends over she makes it a point to jump up and down as if she's trying to reach something on a high shelf to make her bottom jiggle if that's another shot to get his attention oh no he blocked it he blocked another shot s anthony thomas has blocked every shot of this woman to get his attention unbelievable let's talk to us anthony yeah um it was a really really tough uh game uh she has a delicious body and she's gorgeous but I, I could detect, I could tell during this during this match that uh, she came out of the uh, sexually transmitted section of the hospital. Um, she came out frowning, and people who get positive results frown. People that get negative results, meaning they don't have a disease, they come out smiling. Uh, but apparently, she thinks I'm cute and, and wanted to get it on with me anyway. But I had the information, the inside information, and uh, every time she tried to get a shot. Through my goal, I blocked the hell out of it because she was not getting anywhere near this because there's nowhere in the world. I'm going I'm to keep my lifelong undefeated streak of not getting any kind of sexually transmitted diseases. So, yeah, I just want to say it feels good to be the champion. Uh, I feel good about this, and I look forward to the parade in my hometown. I'm going to go back to Philadelphia, even though that's not where I'm playing right now. But um, I want to go back home because I can save money on hotel rooms because I can stay with some family members. And, uh, yeah, I want to I celebrate this win. Celebrate it. Well, there you have it. S. Anthony Thomas once again blocked the diseased woman's attempt to get to his genitals. He is a true sportsman. So she leaves, and I'm still there. And I'll be honest with you, I'm just kind of lingering around. I know some people in the office. I was kind of hanging out. I was talking to some of the people. I usually do that when I go there. Uh, cause they're really nice people, and I've been going there for a while. And I know the nurses and a lot of the receptionists. Did I say receptionists? The hell's going on here? Uh, the receptionists and uh, some of the other people. And, um, and basically, I was just kind of hanging around to see what the disease fest and mucus face and mucus head was going to look like when he came back out. And I was like, man, this is going to be kind of conspicuous that I'm hanging around trying to find out what disease boy is doing. People are going to kind of figure out what's going on, but I'm not leaving till I find out what disease boy happens. So I basically was stumbling around there for 20 minutes after I was finished. And finally disease boy comes out of there and uh pretty girl still there, but I've already blocked her shot. She got the message. And, uh, as it turns out, they, the disease girl 
and uh, Mucus had had the same doctor. M Mucus boy walks out and he's walking out. He's a little happier because apparently he got his headache fixed. <laughs> None of that other crap was fixed. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have his discount card. I don't know. So he's walking out and uh, he's talking to the doctor and uh, he's leaving and he goes, well, you're doing better, but we need you to get you in for some other surgery, this, that, and the other. He goes, yeah. He goes, and then disease boy looks at the doctor, looks at pretty girl and goes, man, at least I'm not her. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. How bad was it? And then I eased my ass the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, let's talk about something serious here. Let's talk about what circumstances bring out in human beings. In many cases, what will happen is when there's a tragedy or whether it be in your hometown, in your home country or someplace else in the world, there'll be an earthquake, there'll be a tsunami um, something bad will happen and people will rally around them using social media to rally around the person, to gather funds, to gather information. We use the tools and we use our better nature to help out other human beings. That's a wonderful thing. But sometimes it brings out the worst in us. You know, sometimes you'll think in terms of Internet trolls and people of that nature who will essentially come onto someone else's, someone's social media site, someone's YouTube page, whatever. And they'll say inflammatory things with the specific purpose of trying to take the dialogue in a different direction. Maybe to anger people, maybe to draw attention to themselves. And that's pretty bad. But, you know, if you, you come on and you, you intentionally start a fight, it is what it is. That can be ignored. You know, even the person who's the subject of it can just go, whatever. But everybody knows recently we talk about the... Uh, young lady named Jada, who was drugged and assaulted sexually, raped. I know we have to say allegedly, but so I'm going to say allegedly because legally you kind of have to say allegedly. But I, I, I believe her. And if it comes out that, that that's not the case, then it'll be what it is. But for right, but as it is right now, I believe her and many people do also believe her. 16-year-old girl. Goes to hang out with people she trusted because at a certain age, once you get to a, to become a teenager, you know enough about human nature that if there's something that's really wrong with a person, you'll probably shy away from them. You know, everybody has that feeling when you're walking down the street, someone will, will ask you for the time or ask if you have a dollar or want to talk to you. And something inside of you will say, no, nope, 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 not hanging out with that person. Hell no. Something says, no, don't do it. But then there are people that you trust. And you wouldn't go to someone's house if you didn't trust them. Well, then the young lady was given something to drink and something was in the drink and she was unconscious and when she woke up she found out that she had been assaulted but then she realized she had been assaulted in more than one way why do I say that because quite frankly she finds that pictures of her nude assaulted body are flying all over the internet 16 year old girl assaulted now, you would figure the better part of our nature, if there's a person who's assaulted, you would want to assist that person. You would want to cover her up. You would want to take her to the hospital. You would want to call and say, hey, this lady, this person I know, she needs help. But what people did was virally pass around the pictures of a naked child who was assaulted. 
That's level two. Level one, the piece of crap that assaulted the girl. Or pieces of crap that assaulted the girl. We don't know yet, I guess. Level two, the scumbags who took the pictures and circulated them. That's another level of extreme cruelty. I don't know what the hell happens to someone to make them want to do something like that. I don't know what kind of... What, what was scooped out from inside of them that, that normally would make up a human being that would make someone do that, either to rape someone or to take the pictures of them, move them around and show them off like a trophy, like it's something that's funny, which it isn't. And then there's the extra level of idiocy. The jackasses who mocked the young lady with the Jada pose hashtag. Now, when you put a hashtag on your tweet, you're doing it for one reason. You are trying your best to maximize the exposure of your tweet. You want as much attention for your tweet as possible. You want people to see it. You wanted people to, as many people as possible, to see you laying down in a similar prone position to a 16-year-old girl that was drugged and raped. Now, I have to say allegedly, but I believe her. What the hell is wrong with people? I often wonder what is going on in a person's mind that thinks that that is acceptable. Now, I don't know if I'm hypersensitive to this because I've had people that I know and love that have had this happen to them. And I know my first instinct is every time I saw someone in that, quote, Jada pose, unquote, I wanted to punch him in their fucking mouth. And I don't even know this young lady. Not her, but I know people that have been in that situation. But even if I did not, even if no one that I knew had ever had anything like that happen to them, to see people mocking a 16-year-old girl who was drugged and assaulted, left on the floor and had a picture taken of her and circulated and mocked by people, the first instinct still would have been, I want to find people who were mocking her and fuck them up. I want to find the people that took the picture and fucked them up. And I would want to find the person or the people who assaulted her and fucked them up twice. Maybe it's the grown man in me, but I'm sure women feel exactly the same way. You know you want to fuck these people up. Now, obviously, that would just be another wrong being added to the wrong that exists. But come on. You laid on the ground mocking a young girl who had been assaulted and drugged by people she probably thought were her friends or at least people she trusted. She just found out that people she knew personally could not be trusted. And then she found out, unfortunately, that there's a segment of society that also can't be trusted. It's a bad thing when you can't trust people around you. It's a bad thing when you can't trust people around you in a societal sense. Another illustration of this is I remember when I first moved into my place, um, there was a lady, an older lady on the block who I knew. She was a friend of some family. And I was coming home from a gig and I was walking home. And it was dark. And she, I, I think, I think I kind of recognized, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to go running up to some lady some older lady in the middle of the night, you know, from behind that late at night. So I'm walking behind her. And then I start noticing her. I think, you know, you know, I think that is her. I think that is her. 
And I started walking. I started to speed up my walk because I'm going to walk up and say, how you doing? It's me. Hey. But she didn't look around. She as, I, as my footsteps got faster, hers got faster. And I realized, oh, my God, I think she's scared. I, I better slow down because I, I don't want to scare. And then she, she tensed up and turned around really quickly with this look of horror on her face. And then she saw it was me. And she went, oh, whew, like that. Because she knew I was there. And it wasn't some jackass. And I walked up to her and I go, are you okay, ma'am? And I, did, I said, I didn't say ma'am, I said her name. And she said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I just, a couple of days ago, I got mugged walking down this street. I said, oh. And I was going to go in another direction. I was going to go straight to a Chinese food place to get something to eat and then go home. But I altered my route and made sure she got home herself. See, when I was younger, that's what would happen. If there were three or four brothers walking down the street that were my age and an older lady saw us, she would feel safer because there were four dudes there, you know? And they would, she didn't have to worry about anything because she saw us. Hey, there's four guys. I'm cool. I'm not worried about it. S. Anthony's there and these other two. All right. Because she trusted us, but she didn't have a trust of the people that lived around. That's a horrible way to live. To not be able to trust the people around. She trusted me because she knew me. But she didn't trust the other people around. Which is exactly the opposite. Which is unfortunately what Jada didn't have. Because she couldn't trust the people that she couldn't trust the person that she knew. You know, the ones that invited her to the house. You let your guard down. You relax and enjoy the moment. And then this happens. What would, you know, what would have happened if I had mugged this lady or hurt this lady myself? She would have seen someone she trusted and then that person would have made her a victim too. That's a horrible thing to do to somebody. It amazes me. I'm hoping that the same internet that was torturing this girl or the photo, continues to do what they're doing now, which is to say, I stand with Jada. Because I do, as Anthony Thomas, stand with Jada. And I stand with anybody who is getting bullied by jackasses online who are so insensitive, they don't realize you don't kick somebody when they're down. You don't do it. You don't kick anybody, period. But you definitely don't kick somebody when, you're, when they're down. And you definitely don't kick somebody when they're 16 years old and they just got assaulted by people that they should have been able to trust. Funny thing is, even if that was the case, even if this was an aberration, these pieces of shit that assaulted this girl, say that still had to happen, unfortunately. Say in this scenario that had already happened, but the rest of society put their hands underneath her and carried her and said, fuck those people. We're here to take care of you. We're here to help you heal. We're here to protect you. We're here to convict them for doing what they did. And if anybody puts up some shit and tries to put up your pictures, we shut them down. And if anybody has something to say about you, about your character, about anything like that, fuck that. We'll take care of that too. We don't get that, do we? She was assaulted. Sexually. Allegedly. But I believe her. And guess what? She stood up and said, yeah, this is who I am, and I'm fighting back. Fuck y'all. Well, she didn't say fuck y'all as far as I know. But I'm saying it. Fuck them. 
So I stand with Jada. As an individual and as a symbol for people who have pieces of shit do horrible things to them and then have other pieces of shit mock them. This is me talking. This is a special message to people like the people who assaulted this girl. Fuck you. This is a special message for the people that took the picture and for everybody that circulated the picture. Fuck you. This is for everybody that laid down with the Jada pose, mocking this girl, thinking it was funny. Fuck you. Now, I don't wish anything bad on you jackasses. I just want you to know how horrible what you did is, and I want you to change your lives. Because everybody I saw doing that picture was kind of young. Hopefully young enough to realize how fucked up what you just did was. And you can use that as a moment, as one of those moments in your life where you go, I got to stop being this person. I got to stop being the kind of person that would do that. From this point on, I'm never going to do something like that again. And I'm going to keep getting better as a human being and evolving and never allow that kind of impulse to take over again. If that's the case, it's sometime in the future. My fuck you will be limited to just this area of your life. And then later on, you can continue consider me saying unfuck you. But until then, all of you people who, the ones who assaulted her, once you circulated the photo, the ones that mocked her, you can all go fuck yourselves. That's all I got to say. Okay, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, we have come to the end of another episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. I want to thank you guys for your support. I want to thank you guys for letting everybody know about the podcast. I want to thank you guys for your uh, subscribing. Uh, I've seen that you've been subscribing on different podcasters, and I appreciate that. Please continue to shout me out on your social networking sites. Tell all your friends to come listen and subscribe and to add me to your playlist. I appreciate it. Much love to you. Uh, the home base for the podcast is S. Anthony Says dot Podbean dot com. You can also listen to S. Anthony Says on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes. Okay, and uh, and if you need the RSS feed for your individual podcatcher, if you have a different podcatcher, just go to the S. Anthony Says dot Podbean dot com, and the RSS feed is right at the t- right at the top of the page. I want to thank you guys once again for coming back every week and showing me all this love. Uh, special shout out to people in California who've very recently exploded and become now the largest part of the audience of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys for that. Much love to you. And of course, back in my home state of Pennsylvania, you are number two. Thank you. Much love to you, too. Especially since I know a whole bunch of you personally. <laughs> Same thing in L.A. In California, obviously, I've lived in both places, so I know a lot of people in both places. But a lot of the people that are listening... Obviously, I don't know that many people, but, uh, you know, not that many. But uh, much, like I said, much love to you all. I appreciate everything. Um, until next week, my friends, uh, if you uh, need to get an email to me, uh, the email is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. And also remember to follow me on at S. Anthony Thomas or at S. Anthony says. Both of those are on Twitter. Much love to you all. I will see you next week. S. Anthony out.